Welcome to the Raising Successful Kids podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss and explore how to raise children to be successful in all areas of their life. Irene Santanier is a working mum of an entrepreneurial child and shares a passion with her husband to see children succeed. And now, introducing your host, Irene Santanier. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Raising Successful Kids. Welcome to the show. I hope the podcast finds everyone healthy and happy. I wanted to record a solo podcast um, for people today to talk about when we keep saying no. I know as parents and carers of young people, when we have young people in our lives, no is one of the easiest words to say. It's one of the most frequently used, I would suspect, in a home. But it's struck me lately that uh, when we say no, we actually stop opportunities um, coming our way with spending time or talking to the young people that we have in our lives, whether that's our own children or at school or wherever they, wherever we find them. Somebody sent me this uh, short piece of text uh, and I wanted to share it with you because that's really what, what has prompted me to record this podcast today. And I hope that you find something out of it that it's worthwhile for you. So it starts with, okay, they will say no most of the time. When you ask them to watch a movie on a Friday night or go for a walk after dinner or search the sand for various shells on a warm summer evening on a beach holiday, they will say no. But sometimes, if you're lucky, you will get a yes. It might be begrudgingly and with a small dose of smug attitude. It may be because of some guilt you've dropped or a promise you let them do something else the next evening of their choosing. It may even be the result of a little threat from somebody else within your group of influence. But sometimes if you're lucky, you get a yes from that big kid in your life to do something together and for a brief moment time stands still like a portrait an artist doesn't want to finish because he doesn't want to have to give up that portrait to somebody else and in the moment after they say yes you hear the giggle you fell in love with so many years ago when you were playing lego or hosting tea parties or letting them walk around in your favorite shoes or you feel the familiar warmth of a hand, now much larger than your own, and it rests comfortably in your palm from years of walking through parks and lots of crossing busy streets. Or you see a smile cross your child's face once you've seen a million times before, like when you used to walk into a room and their their face would light up, and you are so grateful now for that smile for just one more appearance. In these challenging teenage years, they will say no most of the time because that's what they're supposed to do. In saying no because they want to be with their friends or they want to forge new pathways or to figure out who they're meant to be, they're preparing themselves for their future and they prepare us for our new world as well. A world 
where we are no longer the centre of their universe. But sometimes, when we are lucky, we will get a yes, and it's up to us to make the most of it. There is still so much magic to be had with the big kids in our lives, with our growing kids, with our kids who are no longer kids. And I, for one, plan on taking advantage of every single yes, because I always want them to know I'll never stop asking for that just one moment with them. Sorry, I've read that so many times and it just makes it makes me well up because the time that we have with the young people in our lives is so precious, so incredibly precious. You know, I was in a supermarket last week um, just doing some quick grocery shopping and I heard um, a mum say she was with her children and one of them was being a little bit problematic as they can be in supermarkets. It's not the most exciting place for children to be. However creative you are with you know, spending that time with them, it still can be a bit boring for them. So I heard this mum say that um, she didn't want to hold her son's hand anymore because of something that he had done. And I know that I used to say that to my son occasionally, you know, you won't, you can't hold mummy's hand now um, because you, you didn't listen to me when I asked you to. And at that moment in time, I wanted to stop this mum and say to her, don't, don't say that to him, choose another mini punishment, you know, take away his favourite toy for five minutes or something like that, but don't refuse to hold his hand. Don't choose that punishment because the time will come very quickly, much more quickly than you're aware of, when he doesn't yearn to hold your hand anymore. And it was brought home even more to me um, because I took my son camping, uh, I took him off to a camp last Monday and he's been gone for a whole week, he's coming back this week. Um, it's not the first time he's been away from us, but it's probably the first time he's been away for such a long time. Um, and although there are family members there, it's a big church camp that's going on uh, in the south of England. Although there are family members there, he hasn't actually seen them. He's been busy making friends with other people from other countries. There are over 4,000 kids at this thing that he's gone to and he's making friends with people from Denmark and Norway and Latvia and uh, Italy, I think he said to me. So, I mean, he's having a fantastic time and I asked him to send me a picture of something every single day, just one picture, so that I at least knew that he was alive. I've got two pictures, um, I've had a couple of messages, but I've, I've seen other pictures where he's been in them and I've seen that he's been having a fantastic time. So anyway, as I was taking him down to this camp, we were sitting in the car, I think we were stuck in traffic or something, and my hand was on the handbrake and he took my hand and he was just absent-mindedly playing with my hand and holding my hand and playing with my fingers whilst we were moving very slowly through the traffic. And he was chatting away about something and I have, and I absolutely 100% admit, I have no idea what he was talking about, absolutely no idea. Because in that moment when he was holding my hand and playing with my fingers, we went back 10 years 
to when he was a little boy and he used to do it all the time. And all I kept thinking was, please don't let go of my hand. Please just hold my hand a second longer like you used to. And it was really such a strong emotion that I felt. Now, you know, I have a very good relationship. We both do with our son and we get on, for the most part, we get on okay. We have a typical teenager in the house um, and we only have one. So, you know, everything is probably intensified, I think, when you only have one. But it's really struck home to me lately that time is so precious and the time that we have with the young people in our lives is so precious that when we're teaching them how to be successful, how to think in a different way to the norm or how to just um, consider different alternatives, we also need to think about just spending time with them, just allowing them to be kids, just allowing them to grow up, just remembering that we want to spend time with them and that they, in their own way, they want to spend time with us. And when they say yes to the occasions when they want to spend time with us, that we make sure we spend that time with them. If it means that we as parents and carers, family members, if it means that we have to put off writing an email that is important and we have to go to bed at one o'clock in the morning because we've spent an hour or two with our kids mucking about in the garden or taking them swimming or going for a walk in the forest, then let's do that because the times when they say yes get less and less the older that they get. Now, I truly believe when they get older, much older, into their 20s and 30s, then, you know, they do want to spend time with with older people, with their parents or the people that have influenced them. That it, it goes full circle. But in that time when they're teenagers, and this is specifically for teenagers now, in that time when they're teenagers, when they're finding their feet, when they're trying to work out who they are, the right people for them in their lives, the right influences, then when we ask them to do something, to spend some time with us and they say yes, without that begrudging look that you get with teenagers occasionally, then we should grab that opportunity with both hands and absolutely relish it. I've taken to actually making a note in my calendar, in my diary on my phone, the occasions that that happens and then what we did on that day and how I felt because at some point in time when I'm not around it would be I think a really nice thing for my son to be able to see that those were the days that we spent together and this is how me as his mum felt that we spent that time, how, how I enjoyed the time, what we did and it doesn't have to be anything fantastic and it for us it never normally is, it's just usually something like going for a walk or kicking the ball around the park, playing some sort of board game or something like that. But it's about creating memories, creating time together, uh, building bridges if you need to, strengthening the relationship that we have with the young people in our lives. It's a very, very important topic to me at the moment and one that I wish I had thought about when I when our son was much younger. But when they're young, you think that you have 
all the time in the world and you, you, you can't imagine that they're going to be 10 years of age, 15 years of age, 18 years of age, especially when it's your first one and especially if you only have one. You just can't imagine that they're growing, that they're going to be that age. And if and when they are that age, or sorry, if they are that age, that you've got ages until it until you reach that point. Well, in actual fact, you don't have ages. Um, for us, we've had 14 summers now since since he arrived. Um, and that's not really a lot when you think about it. It's not really a lot at all. So I'm very much now very conscious of, of spending as much time that he wants to spend with us as possible. So if that for me, and I'm not very good at going to bed late, but if that means that I go to bed much later than I normally would, if it means I have to get up early in the morning in order to do the things that I should have done because I'd gone to bed later, then I will do that. I will sacrifice that to spend those times with him because very soon, in relation to the amount of time that we've had him in our lives, he's going to be gone off to university, he's going to be not wanting to spend all that time with us. And that's how it should be. But that's why each one of us needs to make sure that we spend as much time with our young people as we possibly can when they say yes, because there'll be times when they say no, but you have to just keep asking. So it's a very short podcast today. I just want it, it's, it's been on my mind a lot. It's been in my heart ever so much. Um, and I really just wanted to share that with you because I think it's so important and our young people need us. And if we're, if we're constantly trying to teach them stuff instead of just spending time with them, just being with them, and enjoying their company and um, celebrating the young people that they're growing up into, growing up into, uh, we lose so many opportunities. We lose so many moments with them. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this short short podcast. Um, sorry, I got a bit emotional about it, but it is a it is something that uh, is very close to my heart at the moment. And actually, I do wear my heart on my sleeve, so I do tend to tear up and get quite emotional about things. I hope you've enjoyed it anyway and let's all continue to encourage these fantastic young people in our lives to think and be successful. Mm-hmm.